201. We are live. <laughs> it's Filmaholics episode nine. Woo! Fat, 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 fat. The yes, big Kenny. nine. <laughs> yes, Kenny. So you, this is a, well, actually, how about this? We'll start it off like this. Welcome to FAP. Uh, like I said, episode nine, we are on Spotify, on YouTube, on Filmaholics Entertainment Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of being with the sir, the Mr. Alex Vu. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and then today you will notice that no, Brad, uh, Brad is no longer, or is not here this week. That is not Brad below us. That is Mr. Kenny. Kenny, Hello. welcome to the show. Welcome to your first episode. And now you are part of the FAP Nation, the FAP first, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> what, oh, is there anything else we've been calling it? The I love to FAP. Big the time. Entourage. Yeah, you're yeah. part of the Entourage, man. Hey, welcome. So cool. Long time listener. Well, I mean, it, today and today's gonna be kind of a special episode. So we, we're going to try to go through a few things. But the main uh, kind of special episode about this is that it's going to be going through our top 10 things that James Gunn's DCU needs to be successful. So I know with the, with the writer's strike, we've had a lot of talk about this writer's strike. I think what would be kind of fun if we did something kind of off kilter from the normal news and articles we go through usually. So this actually first week of Kenny joining us and hopefully Kenny can join us next week as we are actually going to be previewing the fall TV lineup. So, uh, as so far, so far it started off hot with Ahsoka and maybe we might give a quick review of that at the end here. Um, but before we dive into everything, I just want to give you guys kind of a quick background and just, uh, Kenny and why he uh, is a fan of the movies. I mean, Kenny, what, what, what is, you know, what are some of your favorite movies and, uh, or what kind of genres are your, some of your favorite movies? Wow. I wasn't prepared to answer that, but I mean, my favorite movie <laughs> is like for different reasons. Tron legacy is my favorite movie for any visual effects. Love that. Yeah. I know the story of, I know the story of it isn't the best, but I look beyond that because yep. the visual effects of that were ahead of its time and the um, de-aging technology that they used in Tron legacy in 2010 is what led to like how it all looks so good now. Like in 2010, yeah, it didn't look that great then, but it was the baby steps, you know? So Tron Legacy is also a big reason why I do animation and visual effects. So Tron Legacy is my favorite for that reason. Story-wise and acting and everything else, Jojo Rabbit. I've watched that movie. That's a movie Vu Vu has not seen. You're probably not surprised. Oh my God, I make everyone watch it. (laughs) Is that the the Quentin Tarantino movie? No, it's uh, Taika Waititi. Oh, tight. Yeah. Yeah. I request, I recommended to these guys a couple of months ago. So I'm, I'm creating a list. I probably should actually have a list like in our notes of our, of our group chat that goes through movies that Vu hasn't seen, nor have Brad seen. And yes, oh, this, Jojo This is going to be never ending. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> no. Okay. Before when, he, when you told far, me he was on this podcast, I was like, why? I'm <laughs> the <laughs> average Joe. Yep, easy. So how we do is we have kind of like, the comic geek nerd, which is kind of Brad, I would say. Um, he, he he's more he doesn't watch all the movies, but he's big in the comics. So we kind of add him like add value to, uh, you know, movies like this. And then Vu is the common man, essentially coming from the perspective <laughs> of someone who uh, who just wants to maybe learn about movies. Come why they're maybe watching this podcast. I would say yeah, that's Vu. Exactly. All right, before we get into it though, Kenny, have you seen Interstellar? Um. I think so. Uh, Matt McConaughey. Like 90, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like in the like bookshelf at one yep, point. Yep, like, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I've so seen Kenny it. I've, I haven't, it's been a minute, but like uh, I know it's like really good and stuff. 
um, again, another visual effect, fun fact of that is like the yeah. black hole they used to generate the visual effects they used to generate the black hole in that movie. That was like, they built this whole rendering thing just for that. Like, dude, nothing, it doesn't replicate, nothing can replicate the that. Like, it's, that it's amazing. Yeah, the secrets mm -hmm. behind the movie. Yeah. I like yeah. it. It's a little behind yeah. the scenes action. Thank you. Yeah. Kenny Honestly, I barely, I barely remember like what actually happened in the movie because I didn't watch it in theaters. <laughs> I just watched it. It was on like FX, I think, is when I, right. the only time I ever actually watched it. But like, I know it's good and mm -hmm. long and it's deep. On and my... the music. I know the music is really good in that movie too, right? Hans Zimmer. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, it's of one course. Of his better, it's one of his best. <laughs> Who hasn't seen it yet? So we, yeah. that's another one on the list. But I told him by next week he needs to watch yeah. it and give it a review. Yep. So that's nice. my homework nice. assignment for the next. I time. would like to watch that again, like properly, like actually. Yes, it's on Prime. I don't right think now. honestly. I don't think I watched the beginning of it. To be honest. Oh, it's, that's, see, that, there you go. You need to check yeah, it out. It'll be a new it. experience for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm a fucking loser, and I just oh first swear <laughs> word. Of uh, the podcast, five minutes in. So that's good. Um, usually we'll have like kind of so some episodes, Kenny too, is we'll have like beers on here. Um, this one I'm completely sober because um, I have to do a mountain hike this weekend. So uh, not trying to dox where I'm at right now. Film. <laughs> but uh, no, but uh, yeah. So um, and, the, and then if you want to give a little background on me, man, you're looking at my three favorite movies right there: Star Wars, Logan, and Dark Knight. So those are my top three. Um, and then I would. Across Spider Verse for me is my favorite movie of the year so far, and that's on the mm -hmm. other wall over there. Uh, oh, do you have a poster a... for it, Kev? I do. Yep. Oh, yeah. These posters new. I've been in this room before. Yep. Yep. Brand new. Lindsay's officially <laughs> let me make this like my man cave. Wow. <laughs> yep. And it's for the podcast. The guests won't care. Yeah, the yeah. guests won't give a shit. Hell, hopefully yeah. they compliment. I always yeah, ask I people well, too. Next time I'm over, I will. Compliment. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Yeah, baby. Come on. You guys are living in a, in a museum. Or staying in a museum when you visit me, but all right. Well, then let's jump into everything, gentlemen. Um, today is the first thing is we're going to discuss is the and this is something we've talked about a lot on this podcast. Never really given kind of a deep dive into what we think it needs to be successful. The DCU, the James Gunn DCU, something that was announced back in I think it was January of this year is when it was finally announced that James Gunn is taking over essentially from the Zack Snyder Universe, the DCEU. Just to give everybody a background here. And uh, he came in kind of hot. He decided to say, you know what? I'm going to make a new, a new Superman movie that's going to lead into the new universe for DC called Superman Legacy. I think it's still released for 2025. Might have been pushed for 2026 due to the writer's strike. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, but with that, we now have a new, new universe for DC. And the big thing is that DC has not been successful since probably, well, depending who you ask, but I would say when it comes monetarily and to... Rotten Tomatoes, maybe the critics, since The Dark Knight Rises. So, you know, I guess what we're trying to do with today's episode is essentially run through what we think or what I, what John Campy, a big guy, I'm a big listener of his, and he created a list of his top 10 things that uh, James Gunn needs to do just to be successful for this new universe. So I think we just run through the top 10 of what we think, um, just the list itself, run through the top 10, add a little quips, add a little stories. I'm going to ask you guys throughout kind of your thoughts and uh you know what hopefully we can say to our sources go and always else kenny by the way i have sources i don't know if <laughs> that uh that uh we always we've, we've announced actually a couple of things on here yeah now it's the, the casting of superman legacy yeah came out so that was our, that wow. was our her, big her, her inside that's sources. real <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the casting being just like clark and lois 
Yep, that's all, that, that's all that's been revealed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We, I kind of just had a couple of people who were whispering in my ear who they thought it would be. So, um, whatever. Kevin I was, was working right. the phones. I yeah. was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just a salesman, damn it. Um, so, all right. So, well, then we'll jump in this. And if, if I'm trying to think of how can I, we should probably put this on the screen. So, let me create, I'll put this down here. <laughs> this is great for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I fucked up there. There we go. Second swear word. <laughs> I know. Second swear word. We're uh, we're adults here. Um, can you, hey Vu, could you post that again here into this? It's, uh, yes. Oh, you wanted to move it? I see. For some reason, I lost it. I'm gonna create a sheet down here just so nobody sees the secrets behind us. Oh, <laughs> did I accidentally delete it? Yeah, I might have accidentally deleted it. Oh, uh... And this is good radio right here. Um... <laughs> okay, perfect. Thanks, man. Yep. Copy. And we'll put a little paste into it. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I will share my screen and we'll dive into the main event for today. Present, share screen, Tomaholics. Google Docs. You guys get a little bit of background into everything. Uh, just to show you all around the world. Yes, we mean around the world. International, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, we, have a, we have a Google Sheet, essentially, we follow. So we'll, we'll put a little plot. Uh, I really don't know how to do it on this, but whatever. We'll dive into this. We'll talk about it, and the people will understand. So I think the first thing that when it comes to the list here, we'll start, should we start with 10 or should we start with, start with one? What do you guys think would be a best way to do it? One. Just go through one through ten. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing that he brings up for the new DCU is the idea of finding the right balance of dark and light tones. Now, I think we can all agree that the most successful movies, not only just in the DC, but also in Marvel, and I think we're going to do probably a lot of comparing to Marvel in this just because they've had a lot of success. And again, you know, I think you want to follow kind of like, I guess, follow their model, but not exactly copy and paste it. Kind of go for things that were successful and make sure, you know, make it better, I would say. Um, so you look at movies like, you know, Thor Ragnarok, um, you know, it, completely perfect movie that I think gives a great balance of, of balance and tone of light and, and light and dark. Um, you know, what are other, I guess, Marvel or just superhero movies you guys can think of that were good that had that light and dark tones? It doesn't even have to be Marvel or DCU. Hell, even Kick-Ass, I think, might be a good representation <laughs> of what a good movie might be. Uh, when it comes to that light, light and dark tone, this goes without saying, but obviously the entire Guardians trilogy, yeah, that hit. I mean, and it's James Gunn. That's why I was going to say once we get there, like, mm-hmm. I have zero concern that the new DCU or Superman legacy in itself won't have the right balance because that's just he just knows what he's doing. Like, yep. they're the funniest. They are the funniest. Um, the Guardians movies are the funniest Marvel movies without a doubt, and they're also like. They hit the hardest, I think, mm-hmm. of the entire MCU. So James Gunn, he knows what he's doing with that. Nope. I, I was going to actually counter Ragnarok, though. As much as I love Ragnarok, it's actually like my top five favorite Marvel movies. That movie, I felt like it didn't, um, the stakes didn't feel high enough. No. On that one. No. Thor, he didn't. I get, now there was, a, there was a visual thing, too, how there was like, there was like zero blood in it, which I wonder right. if it's a Disney thing or not, but like, Thor getting whooped by Hulk and Hela every moment that he did, like he didn't actually feel like he was getting hurt, you know. Mm. So I get mm-hmm. that he's a god and stuff, but this, I'm 
sidetracking. And you would probably love agree that movie with, so much. But. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> love Thor Ragnarok. And you'd probably agree with Thor Ragnarok. Looking back at it, I mean, it, it had to lead into Infinity War. So we kind of mm. knew they weren't going to take out, mm-hmm. you know, the Hulk. I mean, I guess there were some stakes in the sense was Loki wasn't killed, but I guess their father was killed in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No, I know what you mean. And, and I guess another thing I think when it brings back to the Dark Knight, who I'd like for you to add to this mm-hmm. as well, is that I think what the DCU did as a problem was they were trying to create a Dark Knight type universe for the DC universe. I feel like, the, you know, a lot of people complain about Man of Steel as being too boring too dark you know not enough uh not enough i don't know maybe marvelisms to it because i mean they're trying to it seems like they're just trying to copy what christopher nolan was going to do and i feel like zach snyder was just such a different director compared to christopher nolan it seemed like he was trying to copy it instead of trying to make something new and original for the new dcu but you know what what else would you have to add to this as well Vu? yeah i guess with a balance of dark and light tones the dark knight trilogy i thought was great for that you know, it is a little darker, but I thought, you know, <laughs> Snyder's universe was too dark, almost. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think one of the problems that they had is that they were creating this dark, dark universe and people weren't trying to go to the theater to feel like sad after. Batman versus Superman was not a not a happy film. I think doesn't Superman die at the end of it? And, you know, and, and then, I, of course, he's brought back. But the idea is that they, they didn't really follow this plan. And they start switching, trying to switch the tones throughout. I mean, Aquaman was really funny and laughed, you know, to me, I think it was, I think that was a really good balance of, of, uh, of tone. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it didn't really fall any of the movies leading up to it. So, you know, to me personally, I just think that this is something where Kenny did a great job of explaining it. You got James Gunn, the king of probably dark and light. He can give you the heavy with the light. So, um, I think this is one they're not going to have to worry too much about, but I think it's very much a good point to bring out um, with the universe to be successful. It needs to be something like this. Any last thoughts before we dive into number two? I agree with Aquaman. Aquaman, people didn't like it for whatever reason. I loved Aquaman. I loved it. It was amazing. And then the new trailer for Lost Kingdom looks amazing. Doesn't it look awesome? How do they top like that big sea war that was in the first one? How do you top that? And they already seems like they're topping it. The visual (laughs) effects in Aquaman look amazing. Yeah. You Super. should have been on last episode, Kenny. We literally yeah, watched, we about we it. watched it live. <laughs> and we, we watched it live on this. I, I don't uh, even know. Man. I might get monetized, like demonetized for that, even though we're not getting monetization. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was fun. I, I completely agree with you. I'm excited. I, I remember we keep talking about how it's not going to be a good movie, and I'm thinking to myself, own up to it. James Gunn has not brought anything up, but hey, that's near, mm-hmm. you know, neither here nor there for that. Um, also, who, I want you James... To- James Wan has already gone on the record and said that this movie has nothing to do with any other DC movie. It is a fully standalone movie, other than Aquaman 1. And I like that because that's Mm -hmm. one of the topics in this plan here. And I guess right here, we're looking at this. Number two, stick to the plan or commit to change when needed. And I think when he brought up this was the idea. What we just brought up is that, um, you know, DC was very much dark. Then they made a ton of, you know, changes. I mean, gosh, they they changed directors for Superman or for the Justice League. We, you know, we saw a good, a good version of it, I would say, in 2020 with the Zack Snyder Justice League. But, of course, that was unforeseen circumstances, you know, with his family. And that's why he had to drop off. But Ryan Johnson just put out – or Ryan Johnson just didn't put out a good movie. Um, and I feel Joss Whedon. Or Joss Whedon. Sorry. You're right. Ryan Johnson is – Ryan Johnson is for Star Wars. Um, so, to me, I just think that they just stick to the idea of, like, 
you know, I think, and they created, start, they've started the creation of a new plan. Um, they've created, I think it's like, you know, Superman legacy. We've got, I think the Batman and, uh, and, uh, uh Robin movie. Uh, that's also going to be coming out. Um, Kenny and Vu, do you guys, do, uh, Ken, and Vu, we did go through the list itself of what's coming out, but were there any of them that you're kind of excited about? Or do you have anything to add when it comes to just sticking to the plan for the DCU? Yeah, I guess. Which ones are coming out for the DCU? I guess I don't even remember what movies are slated for this. It's like Swamp Thing. They're doing a TV show on HBO Max about oh, um, Creature Commanders. Wonder Woman, Creature Commanders. It's actually going to be technically the first movie or the first i think property that's coming under the the uh, james gunn universe um you know it, there's a lot it, it, he announced it back in january and of course there things might change i mean look at disney they've changed everything since 2015 it seems like whenever they have a plan um, but i think that's just one thing that will differentiate themselves and i think what the point of what he's trying to say here is that you know stick to the idea of 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 you know uh batman you know is going to be one of the you know key key guys in going forward or, or superman isn't gonna you know if, if he dies keep him dead things like that i feel like is what they're trying to say it seemed like there was a lot of reactionary um reactionary changes to warner brothers execs trying to say hey we're not enough like marvel or the fans freaking out and going crazy about things for batman versus superman i feel like that's kind of what he's discussing there sorry if i'm going on a little bit of a tangent here uh, i'm just trying to explain uh, kenny what do you have to add to that as well or do you have anything yeah, I'm just probably going to sound like a huge James Gunn fan. I mean, I am so I'm saying this, but again, hey, no, no, that's why you're here. Because just like in the MCU, James, uh, he only did Guardians. He was a producer on Infinity War and Endgame. But like Guardians was entirely his vision. It was everything he wanted from start to finish. And Guardians 3, before his whole firing thing, Guardians 3 was supposed to come out before Infinity War and Endgame, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe mm-hmm. even before Endgame, I think. So Gamora, obviously, being dead wasn't supposed to like wouldn't have happened in god like that wouldn't have been a thing in guardians that we had everything gone had to come out originally like it did and so he knows yep. how to adapt when he needs to and he still was able to tell a really good story with it in guardians 3. Great so that's just one example of him being able to adapt when needed i didn't even know that it was supposed to come out before those movies yeah i'm, forgetting. Yeah. I'm actually uh when was the guardians so, I, don't, I mean, have you guys seen Peacemaker or no by James Gunn? Yes, love that. Mm-hmm. Great show. The one with John Cena? Yes, that's why he it's so good. That? Yes, that was the most successful uh, DC property. It has like a 99% Ron Tomato score mm-hmm. um, because it was, it was – and that's essentially the reason why J, uh, DC gave him – Yeah, and also Suicide Honestly, Squad they gave him really the keys. Yeah, they gave him <laughs> yeah. the keys after that. <laughs> they like, they were like, such turn a great this job. like – D-list character, F-list character. Honestly, yes. use this, and if you can make him successful, we'll give you the keys, the whole thing. And then he did. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So <laughs> he cool. did probably better than they ever expected, and they would have accepted Absolutely. even a B. They would have accepted <laughs> a B out of it. But man, boo! It is such a dramatic slash uh, a, a comedic um, light, but also extremely. D- see, that's that's what you need to see, boo, when it comes to what the DCU should be like going forward. Mm-hmm. Is is that show? It's it does such a great job of doing that. I just and he was given think... not the best budget either, and the best, not even the best storyline to go with, but mm-hmm. he made it work. How, how was John Cena in it? Like, I can't take him seriously right. as so an good. actor. Oh, he was so, so good. good. So watching good. Fast He's... X last night, I was like, "Geez, <laughs> this guy." <laughs> I watched Fast X on a plane back from London. Like, yeah. about it. I mean, yeah. watched. I skipped forward through everything I didn't want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you guys watched it in the worst experience. I watched it in theaters. I told Vu this. The guys next to me were cheering and like jumping in the air for like every scene. Like I had the best theater, so I had a really good time with it. And it was in June, and so my whole like excitement for movies for the summer was there. Plus, I have a list, so I don't have to pay for it. It's all part of the plan. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't hate it. I think I would hate watching it right now. Like more rewatch. I'll never rewatch it. Um, ever like i swear to god i promise you guys on, on my grave not I'll even before the it. parts two and three no nah, i get it i get it. i get what's going on it's not even racing at this point it's uh but it had more racing in this one than any of the last four, three or I think five. It was three or four yeah no you're right you're like, right they actually had some and Ratcatcher in it her being a racer it actually was well, Ratcatcher from uh suicide squad yes oh I that was her. like she was great as, as a racer yes. and we're sidetracking, but I actually, as much as as much of, I probably didn't. I only probably only watched a third of it, but like <laughs> racing bits, the racing bits, you know, it felt like this is what it, the racing bits the, felt the, like the it was like the old back movie. towards the racing. Yeah. yeah, it felt like I was back with Paul Walker. Yeah, man, R.I.P. Pouring yeah. out for Paul. We used yeah. to do that in college. We'd be drunk and be like, pour one for Paul. Just, <laughs> just pour beer on somebody's floor. <laughs> um, oh. All right, cool. Let's. Let's, let's bring it back together here. We're going to go to number three. Uh, have a clear vision with directors before filming starts. So I know what they're saying with this one. And what they're trying to say is essentially before this, uh, before, what does he call it? Not version four, but uh, uh, what's the new? Um, phase four. The, phase four. Thank you. Before yeah. phase four, Kevin Feige used to sit down every director of upcoming Marvel movies. And essentially that's what the number two is. They would also create a plan. Saying this is what's going to happen. Besides the James Gunn one, because James Gunn had bad tweets from 2009, you know, make, so they had to switch that up. But um, they had a plan, essentially a succinct plan between this movie here is going to lead into this movie, which will lead into this movie, which is going to, at the end of the day, lead to this overarching, you know, essentially the pyramid at the top. It's going to all lead to there. And he had all the directors lined up, essentially saying, if I created this story, it means it's going to still be connected to this story that's coming out behind it. If that makes, am I making sense here? Yeah, yeah. So, so what I, what what they're trying to say here, and this that's one thing that changed with Phase Four is that because there was so much substance, not a lot, not enough. Uh, um, what's the term? Too much substance, not enough. Uh, I'm my brain slow. They were doing right quantity over quality. Quantity over quality. Thank you so much, Kenny. Mm-hmm. So. You know, with that, I think that one thing the DCU can learn, and now the, the reason one of the big failures of Marvel right now is the idea that you need to have a plan and create good stories, not about just creating, you know, stories for people, um, for you know, just for, for to create confusion, just trying to get you know names out there and trying to make money and create this universe too fast. Create a good story, and I think what will come, you'll have success for other characters going forward, um, as well as have directors who I think. I think and maybe they're not talking about this with this one, but I think they got to have some pretty damn good directors. And you're starting off hot with James Gunn, but hopefully they find some directors that are, um, you know, pretty decent going forward. I mean, you'd say looking back at the DCEU, what were some of your guys' favorite directors? I know probably Kenny for you is probably James Wan was one of them. Even aside from DC stuff, I love James. I love all of the, I forget if it's either Conjuring, Conjuring. or Insidious. It's Conjuring. Conjuring. Yeah. Well, then he's also, but then Insidious, well, then it's Blue House production, whatever. Sorry. Did he? Did he? Yeah. Did he? Maybe James do He maybe was a producer on it. I was just I was just talking about this because like it's funny that Patrick Wilson stars in both of them, and then I was mixing up the director producers stuff. Yeah. Yep. 
I mean, yeah, um, it'd not be important, helpful, but it'd be helpful for like the directors to watch like other films too. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. With, uh, <laughs> with uh, what was the damn one we were just WandaVision and Doctor Strange? And Doctor Strange. <laughs> It'd be a little helpful. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been nice. Wait. To create... What happened? Oh, Boo, you want to tell him what happened? No, I just I wasn't listening. Yeah, say it. Yeah. Say it. The director of what was it? Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Had so Sam seen... Raimi. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sam Raimi. He didn't had... watch WandaVision. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so you would think that would have that would have added a little bit of difference um, to yeah. things. I feel like also they didn't really have a plan. You look at something like, and this is one that's directly correlated to Marvel because we're seeing it unfold right now. The the kind of the failure of everything. Um, it just seems like there's nothing that se- seems coherent and succinct. And of course, they're kind of their own stories, but at the same time, we're all still wondering why is there an arm or a half of a head coming out of the Atlantic Ocean because of the Eternals, and yet there's been nothing <laughs> yeah, brought up right? about it. You know, yeah, the going Eternals forward. has never been brought up in another film, right? Exactly. No, none. Yeah. I, they've, they've alluded to it, I think, in the most recent TV show, um, Secret Invasion, but it's, you know, it's, it hasn't Yeah, been... like, it's always in, like, news headlines, but it's yep. never, like, actually discussed. Um, popping back to this, James Gun- James Wan did direct both, not everyone, but some of the Insidious and Conjuring. Did he? So he's actually, he does all of them. He, he produced shit. every single one of them and all the spinoffs like Annabelle and the nun and stuff, but he, he directed. Yeah. That's why Patrick Wilson's in both of them too, yep. because he did both of them. <laughs> Shit. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's yeah. a very good point. So how about this? Just kind of going and we've pretty much said everything we need to say about that one. I think I went through it, but what are some directors you guys think would be really good for the DCU? I mean, do you have any directors you'd like to see mm. kind of show up? I think the number one, and I doubt this would happen in any world. Because Warner Brothers and him are not no longer friends, and no longer connected. <laughs> the Christopher Nolan Superman movie to me would be that's how you that's how you kick off. And of course, it's gonna be James Gunn, but um, and, and they're tonally just so different. But I, for me, that'd be one of mine. Maybe Denevi in a way. Now again, no guarantee that they could even do this. And looking at the Marvel and what Marvel did in the past, they usually signed up and coming directors. Are there other some directors you guys would like to see um, kind of help uh, guide into this new DCU? I hope he's not uh, above it now because Joseph Kaczynski, the uh, director of Tron Legacy, my favorite movie, as I yep. said, he actually, he has come up so far because he directed Top Gun Maverick, which I did. No shit. But I know that everyone loves it. Like he, he's just an amazing director. And aside from like storytelling, like his movies visually look amazing. And yeah. I am just seeing this now. He also directed Spiderhead, which was this movie with Miles Teller and um, Chris yes. with that. Yes. And Z- Zazie Beats. Like, I wanted to watch. I didn't watch it, but I wanted to. But, like, I, I thought it, it looked really good to me, but I didn't. It's watch a step it. down for sure. It's a step down from Top Gun. Yeah, for sure to me, at least. Um, Kaczynski makes me think of Krasinski. I want John Krasinski. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would love to have him. He did a great job in The Quiet Place. I think they're always yeah. talking about how they wanted him in, um, you know, in. Uh, 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 what's it called in uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Four? But Fantastic luckily, Four. he hasn't. Yeah. Yep. So I think he's got a little bit of time. He's a little open, and clearly, he's shown that he's a you know an M uh, or an Oscar nominated potential director. So hey, sign him up for me. What about you, Vu? You got anybody you like? I guess I don't have like a a go to director. I just I just hope the films are good. You know. Yeah. That's uh, that's my stance on it. And it goes so much about directors. You know, it's yeah. script. And everything else. There's, there's so much that goes into it. And then at the end of the day, a director is just like a quarterback. They get all the blame for everything, but then they also get all the praise for everything. Yep. When things yep. when things go well and when things don't. Like so at the sure. end of the day, 
like sure they make all they make a lot of the decisions but there's so much more than just the, mm -hmm. the one face yep i agree man i agree um going to number five tell personal stories so this one i wish we had brad on here because he's such a big comic guy here there's he has, he has a lot of background to it um but some of the stories that i would like to see i mean you know it doesn't always have to be such a big at the end of the world you know end of the world with uh, you know having to have dark side Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, things like that. It could just be Superman, you know, going, bringing it back to the basics, doing a 1960s Superman story. Or, you it know, is, I love that they're... Oh, sorry. Is, is Darkseid, like, their Thanos? Is that the yes, equivalent? Yes, for sure. Okay. For sure yeah. it is, yeah. And, and would you say Thanos is probably, like, the biggest threat in the Marvel Universe? Or... It is, or uh, DC, yes. It, it is definitely the biggest threat. Same with... I and mean, we remember we went through the top uh, villains one episode. Oh, yeah. I'm trying, um, he, he, I would say he is, but you also got to think about this. The, the best villains are in DC. You've got the Joker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You've got uh, uh, Lex Luthor. We don't have to have, you know, of course we can have a billionaire version of Lex Luthor, but we don't need to have him again, you know, bringing in Apocalypse right away. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be him just trying to stop, maybe bringing it back to something like a 2006 version of Superman. I think it was called Superman Returns or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a little more in a better way, of course. Hopefully, but you know, again, that was more of a boots to the ground, grounded kind of a story. And I, I think that's something where I would like to do myself. I mean, there also, or I would like myself, and they're also doing something for uh, the Green Lantern. They're doing a true detective style Green Lantern TV show with uh, with um, Hal Jordan and gosh, who is the other one? Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner. It, it, thank you so much, Kenny. And Which I think is be, interesting because yeah. I feel like people would much rather watch Guy Gardner and I mean, not Guy Gardner, uh, Hal Jordan and John Stewart. Yes, right. Those I, two together. I, I completely agree with you. That was that was even a, I forget if it was an animated, if that's what Emerald Knights was about or if that's something else. But like those two, the duo is what would be cool. Mm -hmm. I feel like. Yeah. Do you have any like, stories you'd like to see, Kenny? Um. I don't know. I don't actually know. I mean, I've seen, I've, I don't know much of like the comics, but mm -hmm. I've watched every animated thing from DC and DC has never missed with their animated movies and TV shows. It's, their it's the best thing they put out sometimes. Yeah. yeah. They're literally the opposite of Marvel because all of Marvel's TV shows, except for the, um, the amazing Spider-Man show. Animated from show. The, from the nineties. Um, I forget if that one, I forget if that's then. No, not the two thousand. No, like, oh. the, was it the, the one, like it was on the Disney Channel. I forget if yeah, I know what you're talking exactly about. Was. He had a cameo in Across the Spider Verse. I think. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, that's a good one for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I just again, telling personal storage. Vu, do you have anything? Any stories you would recommend? Again, this is more of a Brad one. He knows yeah. so much. I mean, I would relate it back to bring the stories that that uh, you know they had in like Batman Beyond and things like that. Not not directly, but also we can look at things like Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. You know what I mean? The one thing that's great about these superhero movies is that the stories and the characters behind them were better to me than, you know, than the, the superhero itself. It was the person behind the mask. So yeah. I think you got to do things like that, I guess. Um, bring in the if, family. If they're going to make like Lex Luthor or the Joker, like the bad guy for the whole universe, though, like maybe not do a solo film is my ask. Because I feel like we've already seen so many solo films of Lex Luthor and the Joker. You yeah, know, only... I know what you mean. I mean, they, they could definitely be introduced there, yeah, but not to be set up as like I hate when movies set up like a villain for a later thing, but they make it seem like that's plot A, and mm -hmm. then at the yeah. end of the movie, plot B and C are, are 
fixed or resolved, but plot A, it wasn't, then you thought that was the main thing in the movie. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, 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 I don't think they will do that, but that's like what, something they definitely need to avoid. How do you guys think about this? Would you like to see a Superman movie, movie, Superman movie? And we've seen this in the past, but you know, someone who's just is not accept being kind of like a monster in a, in a world of human beings being a god, having to deal with that. And we got, I think some of, that was some of my favorite parts of Man of Steel was him being younger and like, you know, being so different. Um, you know, the kryptonite side of things, you know, why that affects him maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit, again, I think they do this in like Smallville and they do it in like, I think the show. Oh, did you watch Smallville? Lowest. Never did. Never did. Oh my God. Smallville was amazing. All 10 seasons. I mean, it was good. Not, they're not, they're not all amazing, but like, <laughs> so would you, would, and Tom would Weller you like something like that? Absolutely. Smallville was amazing, and I loved that the whole show, and Tom, Tom Willings made it a point, he didn't want to wear the suit. That's not the point of the show. Even though it's ridiculous that they would introduce a character like Darkseid into this when he's not even Superman yet. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. but like, the small, Smallville was amazing. It, like, it touched on his, like, just him actually living life as an alien on, the, on Earth, and like, his he relationships with people. He Superman suit? No. Like, it's, it, at the at the at the last episode, the suit is shown, but you don't see him wearing it. Gotcha. Oh. Okay. But um, the whole the whole series, he's wearing like his. He changes between two outfits: a blue shirt with a red jacket, or a red shirt with a blue jacket. That's all. Uh, all okay. Ten years, ten seasons of the show. That's all he wears, except for when he's evil. When, when he like red, he has red kryptonite, and he goes evil, and he wears like black. But does like, he ever have an thing. S? I, does he ever have like an S like on his backpack, being like, "Oh, I'm a big fan of this backpack brand." <laughs> Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. It was so long ago. But, but like that one small detail that I just said is like that they touched on in that show was like the different kryptonites. Like yeah. That that show touched on like black, red, green. Was it even a blue? I don't remember honestly. But like, yeah. and it was a recurring thing. Like these things matter in his storyline. I didn't even know there were different types of kryptonite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> different kryptonites do different things to you. The green kryptonite just like makes you weak. The red kryptonite makes you like angry. Interesting. Like, it's like it's so when he had he had this like red kryptonite ring on, and he just like left. It was in between seasons, so it was like whole his summer away. He was like just doing crime and stuff in Metropolis. See, like, these are the stories. This is what we need. Yes, this is what I like. This a lot. It was, it's yes. just really fun. You guys should watch it. It's a it's a heavy lift of a watch, and I know you're not going. to. I'm watching Sopranos right now. I'm lift, going through the heavy lift. Smallville was so good. Tom Wellings was so good, but yep. there's also this character who in it. Um, get her name but she like ended up being the leader of like this sex cult so yes yes i i, I watched the documentary about her yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah that was interesting Wait, in the show it, and so was like so a was sex cult life, in the show or a sex cult no, in, like, in real, real life. life no in what? real life in real life <laughs> just, like, yeah so years ago it came out that she was like the ringleader of it and nope. so, she's wow. like in jail now i think <laughs> it was like a hollywood one it was it was yeah it was something it was hollywood related pretty kooky yeah, dude. Oh, wow. The fans and I, the fans are reacting right now to Kenny. They're saying we want more Kenny. We want more Kenny going forward. We will keep inviting him. I think I think he's got an invite. Whenever these, are, this is great insight, Kenny. I appreciate you knowing so much, man. Um, you know, going into this. Um, hey, we're at number six, guys. We're at number six. Yeah, we're like halfway five minutes in. Yeah, we're almost there. We almost did it. All right, so we're at. Hey, have real consequences, and what he puts in here is the red wedding. So and when I, when I listened to what he was saying with Red Wedding, why? And we've all seen Game of Thrones, correct? Vu, have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, thank God for this one. Okay. Finally, uh, <laughs> average Joe has seen it. <laughs> yep, yep. I would say every average Joe has seen it. But you guys remember season one? 
Ned Stark gets up getting killed. And I thought to me, he was going to be one of the main guys going forward when that happened. I was like, what? <clears throat> like, can anybody just get killed? And, that, and as we saw in the Red Wedding, there were consequences of the fact that I think it was like five main characters ended up getting killed at that wedding. I mean, it was one of the most impactful episodes on TV. I didn't watch it live, but I heard that it was it was just crazy how, how it was received, um, reactions all around. Um, good and bad, but the idea that it made people feel something. And at the end of the day, because of their deaths, you know, we knew, we now knew that, that, you know, that things, anybody could be killed going forward. Mm-hmm. So I think what they're trying to say with this is that when people die, they're actually dead <laughs> or like, like Superman, when he's dead, actually maybe make him dead. Or when, you know, things happen where I would say the DCU did a good job and they keep bringing it up and you know, the, the, the flip of five years. So now we're always talking about how that was something that happened five years ago. People were affected by it. Those are some of my favorite parts of actually like WandaVision, how when she came back and, and uh, she came back after five years and all these people started coming back after five years and they were like, whoa, what's happening? And the hecticness behind it all. I think that Marvel did – our DC did do a good job with this, um, with a lot of the movies, I feel like. I mean, um, you know, it, seemed like, it seemed like there was no stakes, like you said – Kenny with a lot of, I think you need Stacy, you need to have consequences. And I think that's something will help make this different and more successful um, than the last iteration. And maybe the dark Knight did a great job of this as well. Uh, Vu, anything to add to this? And then Kenny. No. Yeah. I totally agree. Real consequences. Like in Marvel, they brought back some people. I feel like, like who's Wanda's boyfriend. Uh, Vision. 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 Yep. They brought vision back. Did you guys watch uh, secret invasion? Yep. A little they brought, bit. They brought Gaia back. Thought Gaia was dead. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, that's not a spoiler to our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's watching it after anyway. So, yeah, um, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. That's a very good point, Kenny. What would you like to add to this, man? I feel like I agree that there should be consequences, but it's tough when you're specifically doing comic book stuff because these yeah. people always come back. There's always a way to come back. But I do think I that, like, with like men of. Uh, BVS and then Justice League, like, if he does have to die, I mean, if he does have to come back, do it for longer than just the next right. that comes out, you know? Yeah. Like, have have there be the next few movies in the universe that they deal with his death or just deal with him like, oh, no, he can't just come and save us because, like, you know, it'd be easy for Superman to do that. But, like, real constant, make them live in a world without Superman. And then he can come back later once, like, you know, these people, these characters have grown and been able to do whatever they need to he, do without him. Does he die in the comics a lot? Yeah, yeah it's, absolutely. it's the number one. Oh, the Superman was like a huge line. It's the number one of all time. Oh, that was I real. Mean, like in the comics, Doomsday did kill Superman, but then he was gone for a long time. That's why it was so impactful, though. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. And then there was like this whole, there's this other movie, this animated movie, I didn't watch it, but it's called The Reign of the Supermen. It's all the different Supermen that came in once Clark was gone. It was like Cyborg mm. Superman, these other Supermen. Like I didn't watch it, but like I just, I'm pretty sure that's what that was about. Was yeah. Like, all these different variations, like Steel, if you know who that is, like these different Superman-esque characters coming in to try to fill in these shoes. <clears throat> that in itself, I mean, that was a movie, but real live action, if and when the time comes that Superman has to die again, that would be a great live action movie. Yeah. yeah it I, seems I like they, there's a lot of content out there for them to run with. Mm-hmm. There's a and lot of exactly. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. saying. I think it's hard to keep these characters dead. So I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying if they have to die, keep them dead forever because the fans don't want that either. But just yeah. at least have his death mean something. Exactly. Mean something. Yep. And yep. then have his revival mean something on top of that later. 
And to have yeah. it not be within two movies back to back, you know, that yep. doesn't, yep. that's just, that was dumb. <laughs> and that I was even Zack Snyder's plan too, even like I wouldn't even no, say that. That was, de- that that was, was Warner Brothers just... coming in and being like, we like need Superman like back in this world. Because I mean, it, it, the whole, ba- you probably know the backstory of it all too. Um, Zack Snyder had a whole plan laid out. Everything got changed. And I think there is like a Reddit post about like him, them, people finding his whiteboard with the entire plan. Yeah, oh my god, it's so Justice cool! League. It's amazing. Yeah. It has like sketches of like the designs of some of them, yep. like whole nightmare stuff. Like was supposed to be flushed out way more than it yep. was. It wasn't flushed out at all. So that, I think that was one of the biggest ways. To be really cool. One of the biggest ways was bringing an apocalypse for that Batman versus Superman. They didn't need it. You know what I mean? Like apocalypse is like the one. It's the, it's the Superman killer. It's a Superman killer, and it was just—it seemed like he was the villain of the week, almost. In that, you know what I mean? We talk about that a lot in this show. He wasn't. And he wasn't because Stephen Wolf was the villain of that movie, right? You know what I mean? Yes, that's I'm saying. Do anything on the villain of the week? Like it's just the idea of some. He's, he was such an impactful character in the comics. Um, I don't know. I think we—I think we added a good point there. It's just we're at forty minutes. I'm trying to not make this. We'll see. Hopefully, it re- hopefully it doesn't cut us off. We'll see. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. And then don't make the DCU completely Batman centric. I mean, I think we all know. We and I think everyone here knows that Batman is maybe the number one, if not number two, most famous or most famous uh, superhero you know out there. I'd say him and like Spider Man are two of the biggest. Um, Actually, Spider Man is Spider Man is. Either number one or two, the top two are Superman and Spider Man. I would say yes, but when it comes that's to like movies, a... more movies, I would oh, say. Oh, sure. That's what I'm okay. to. Superman, that's another thing. Superman, that's why this needs to be emphasized on its number one character, which at the end of the day, since 19, was it 50s? I'm trying to, even earlier, wasn't Superman the first superhero? On TV? No, no he wasn't the on, first superhero. Like on TV or movies or like in like movies? Comics? Oh, in movies? movies? I don't know. I, the, I went to a thing I feel like about I doubt it. that. I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, I feel like, you know what, now, whatever. It's, he's the most important, I would say, when it comes to DC. And I think when you have a bad Superman movie leading off the DCEU, mm-hmm. that's not going to make people want to go to theaters. You know what I mean? They so, need like I, an Iron Man 1, something to set the tone, uh-huh, you know? Uh-huh. Or, and it, Which I, even I is like whack, though, because at the time when Iron Man came out, the Avengers and Iron Man like were they were kind of B-list. Like uh, X-Men yes. and Fantastic Four were A-list. That's why they yes. sold those properties away. And then when the time came, Avengers wasn't that popular until mm-hmm. the MCU came out. So it's so true. No, you're right about it. I'd say, I mean, the only A-list guy part, well, Spider-Man eventually became a part of the Avengers, but... You know, in in the comics, um, but you know, I guess you look at you would look at Hulk, Thor, and and uh, and Captain I guess America. Captain America. Those were, I guess, you know, one A, one B's type. And then you got who Iron Man, who really was a B character, but Robert Downey Jr. changed things. So, what are you gonna say about that? Yep. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, it was what it just we've had enough Batman. Keep it, you know. Let's get good stories from other superheroes. Not always bringing Batman. I mean, I think Batman was almost in every freaking. He's Ben Affleck played Batman in more movies than any other Batman in the history of, of, of Batman. I've said Batman ten times, but it's it's the truth. He was in like five different movies. Which one was he in? Wonder Woman. Uh, first scene. He was in. Well, he was in Suicide Squad. Yeah. He was in. Uh, he was in BVS, Wonder yep. Woman, Suicide Squad, Justice Wonder League Woman Two, Justice League. Flash. You count Justice League twice. I guess you can maybe. Uh, count you should it count twice. it twice because it was yeah. two two yeah. releases. Flash, 
Was he in Aquaman? I don't. I think, think he was referenced so. in Aquaman. Well, I think he was, he was referenced definitely referenced. Was, yeah, but I don't think he was yeah. shown. Referenced in Blue Beetle. Oh, was he? Refer- I didn't watch Blue Beetle. So. Oh, good movie. I, I mean, not the best movie, but fine movie. The but at least if we're going, if we're going back to Ben Affleck specifically, I think he was in at least seven. Yeah, that's crazy for not having like a standalone Batman movie. <laughs> right? Oh my god! Right? <laughs> Is that it? <insane? laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so it's, just, it's just the truth. I mean, at the end of the day, he's very much – and, and I think in the comics, he's the reason why – the actually, I think Superman's the reason why the Justice League was created. But this one, they did it better. They wanted Batman to be that guy just because he's so famous. But, yes, um, I think I agree with that statement that, you know, keep Batman doing his thing. He's always there, but we don't need 10 more times with him. I think oh, he almost got a little oversaturated a little bit. So, But if um, they could do what they did with Iron Man to Batman, though, would you be okay with that? Well, they didn't have Iron Man in – 10 movies leading up they didn't have iron man and move other movies until it was uh civil war that's true but like also eventually... it's still the mcu wasn't even really iron man centric he was centric in the sense of like he kind of led the avengers maybe even more than captain america yes. but yes, the mcu as a whole did not feel centered around iron man i would, think. I would agree I would ag- that's yeah. exa- yep that's a very good point yeah um perfect and then we, let's move it into number eight don't overexpand with dozens of characters. I think we're, I think we're dealing Marvel with that right now. Marvel take notes. Yeah, Marvel, Marvel take notes. <laughs> and I know what Marvel's doing. They just want all these characters for the Secret Wars. Um, but there's just a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of good, or at least there's a lot of characters coming in, like America Ferrer. What the hell? Or is that her name? America, what's from? Gonzalez. America Chavez. Yeah, Chavez. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't understand her character at all. And it was definitely just thrown sucked. in, you know, into that movie. <laughs> Um, you know, it just seems like it's oversaturated with things. I think that, you know, you don't want, we don't need every DC, you know, DC, A, B, C, or sorry, D, E, F, you know, all the way down to Z list character. I think if you stick to the characters that are in justice, then that's fine with me. If so you, you want to just to keep the five then like the flash. Oh, Batman, for sure. Superman. Oh, for sure. Then I think they all deserve yeah. their own story in a better way. Yeah. Yep. Kind of like how I feel like it's already safe to say he's kind of not going to go that route yeah i would say the, so of everything he has announced so far there's so many of these things that are like who are they movies and character and shows like the authority is basically like kind of its own but i don't think that's the overarching fact i think that's just the uh that's a, that's a superman storyline isn't it no this is its own thing i pulled up like the his full slate that he said so uh, Superman Legacy oh, some movie, but then the authorities <laughs> coming out, and then I'm just gonna list these ones like that. I think are gonna okay. be like kind of wacky characters, or not wacky, but just like there's gonna be a lot, like the Authority, um, Swamp Thing, um, Creature Commandos, the Waller series, Paradise Lost, which takes place on Themyscira, like it's a pre Wonder Woman show, uh, Booster Gold. Yep, yep that's like what, all yeah, of these like one. are gonna be. There's gonna be so many more characters in them. But I, I'm not, again, I'm also just not concerned because did you guys ever watch the Batman, the Brave and the Bold animated series? Yes, I did. Did you watch any episodes of that? So that yeah. whole series, every episode, Batman's like teaming up with these other DC heroes and doing these things. And like yeah. a lot of them are like, who are they characters? Like, but at the same time, it's like they explain it really well. And no, they're not as important as Superman or the Green Lanterns or anyone, but they still are important to their own stories. And so I think James is going to do a fine job of – the characters will be oversaturated, but they won't be like – That's kind of his thing. Y- yeah. 
even all the side characters in Guardians. You really That's like true. Yeah, I was just gonna movies. say that there are a lot of characters in Guardians. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I think he'll, I think he'll do fine with it. Okay, no, that's Dave. Hey, if he John can juggle can't be on this one, yeah, yeah. I think oh, yeah, that's what like DC and you've convinced me, movies. Kenny. <laughs> yeah, like outside of like outside of James Gunn's stuff, I do think that is true. Like the oversaturated characters, and but then you like are left wondering like why are they important again? Mm-hmm. But in any story, James tells. I know James isn't writing and directing everything, but he's in charge of it all. Yep. So at the end of the day, like at the end of the movies, those whatever characters will still have an impact on the story. And whether or not they show up again doesn't matter because the one story that they're in, they will have like an impact on, I think. Yeah, I mean, God, Logan had one of the most, a lot of the most random ass characters, but they created one of the best movies with it because it was a good Mm storyline and good writing and good character. Caliban, like who is he? Who is Caliban? He was so good in Logan. And Steven Merchant, love Steven Merchant. He's my favorite, he's top five favorite actors ever. So I know. (laughs) Yeah. He did such a good job, Boo. And you haven't seen that movie, right? Right, Boo? I have, yeah. Oh, I watched it in right? theaters. Yeah. Yeah, right? God, it was so remember, good. Do you remember who Caliban is, Boo? Yeah, the guy that can't see the sun. Yeah, there you go. boy. <laughs> boy. Nice. Yeah. I think most random ass people wouldn't know that. Yeah. So, Boo, you're, you're getting up there. I'm man. a little bit higher than the average Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you really are, man. You're above average Joe, my friend. Yeah. Nice, above, man. above average Boo is going to be my new name on here. Yep. Yeah. Double A Boo. Yeah. yeah. I think you've earned it at this point, man. Yeah. Um, and then this last two, I think nine, take advantage of the rich villains. There's a lot of them. I don't really know how to add to this one. I think it just we've talked about the villains enough. You know, mm-hmm. I think they're just um, – you know, make Lex Luthor. I think they're just trying to say emphasize the idea of like Lex Luthor. I know. Can you think of other rich ones that just need more of a prominent role to help stop this? We don't need monsters. I think he's just trying to say like we don't need just monsters and gods at all at every you know every stepping stone. Um, but the last one, I, I kind of agree with this. And again, it bringing it back to Thor Ragnarok. Um, maybe not. Maybe not as much on some other movies like uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse mm-hmm. of Madness because that was definitely an adventure. But at the end of the day. You know, it, it was a decent attempt at it, but I think the idea of remember to infuse adventure with the stories, and I completely agree with that. Um, you know, I think I think one thing that was very good. I think you look at Aquaman; that was definitely an adventure. Um, it was a you know, I do look at uh, Wonder Woman; definitely an adventure. Um, you know, Wonder Woman one. What? Yeah, I was going to Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman one. <laughs> Wonder Woman one was an adventure. Not nineteen eighty four. Wonder Woman two was nothing. It was nothing at all. Period. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I just I, I completely agree with it. Just add a little bit more fun to it. I think it really just trying to say is adventure meaning its own story it doesn't have to be, you know, um, yeah. There's just all these characters. The one thing that DC has for going for it is that it's got better storylines, got better villains, it's got better almost in every co- aspect of things compared to Marvel's comics. DC is the big brother. Now, D- now, Marvel had a good job of having Disney behind them, really behind them, um, and having a clear vision. DCU, unfortunately, had what Zack Snyder's vision was, slash he had created such a plan that I feel like, you know, it was hardly different, you know, to go against the grain with that one. Um, but I, I, I just kind of agree with this. I mean, do you have any other good movies you guys can think of when it comes to like kind of like a story or sorry, an adventure with things? I was trying to think of on the spot. Some good adventure ones. Tron. Oh, tr- well, yes, Tron's a very good one. Yes, uh, that's it. I do. Tron's in the movies. of. We want to create a list of top 10 movies, of, like most underrated good movies. I think Tron's an underrated good movie. Absolutely. Yes. It's one, of my, it. it's one of my all-time favorite trailers. 
that trailer for it is phenomenal. And that's that's still, a it's Disney still really movie, good. right? Yes. Yeah, the Disney one. I got to watch. I'll add it to the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. You got to add it to the list. So, all right. I think we finally went through this. I mean, what are your guys' final thoughts on just the DCU going forward? And, you know, when, uh, before we hand off this episode, we're at 51 damn minutes. Let's go, boys. I'm pumped. I love when it did not feel like 51, 51 minutes there. So, any thoughts on, on uh, what we just went through there, guys? I just think I the biggest thing. Oh, go oh, ahead. No, boo. You boo. <laughs> I just think that they should have a clear plan, like Marvel's yeah. original plan, you know, have like a five year plan where everything is cohesive. That's the biggest thing is cohesion, I feel like. But also at the same time, I think they can also have their own stories too. Yeah. I would also yep. agree with that. I don't think there's a problem with that. But I think make it clear that this is its own story. And it's not, mm-hmm. you know, we're not going into 10 different movies thinking, oh, oh, this is going to lead into what's <laughs> happening in the rest of the phases. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it seemed like it was three movies in a row. We were kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was his own story and it was one of the best stories out there mm-hmm. and, and and we knew that because that's the end of their story so we we were prepared that that wasn't gonna be a part of the rest of the the next phase and I think partially because of the, how great their storyline arc their three movies were it added to when they were part of the Infinity War you mm-hmm. know what I mean they were part of it they, they weren't creating you know there was little things that were leading to that um, but I, I think that it, they, they were one of my favorite parts of when you saw them and there you went, you cheered, you know what I mean? And I'm sure Kenny cheered and yelled, you know, so I agree, man. And, and sorry, Boo, did you want to say anything else before we pass off to Kenny? Nope. That's all I had. How about you, Kenny? Like I said, the whole time with every single point, I'm not worried. Honestly, I think she's going to kill it. He, I love everything he does, even outside of Marvel or DC, like, everything he has touched has just been amazing i think yeah it's been um, old. all of those points and he's only gotten better you know i think if the entire guardians trilogy was had if, if the new dcu is anything remotely close to the entire guardians trilogy it'll be okay i think hell even at a, even if it's compared to suicide squad that scene where God, shark, yeah. shark is looking out the window and seeing all the couples together and he looks like he, he just puts his hand up. And he looks like he has a tear in his eye. It just kills me. That's oh, I missed that movie. I gotta rewatch it. I need to rewatch it too, man. Is it I good? Mean, I also would like to say so that good. Gives James Gunn so much shit for casting his friends and everything. Who cares? I Why agree. Everything he does with his friends in it, they all kill those roles. Like they're amazing, and it doesn't matter if Nathan Fillion's gonna play three different characters again. As long as they're like each character he played was a one-off character, he can come. It doesn't matter. Yep. He picks his friends because his friends are good actors and directors and creatives. And any professional person does that. Yeah. You know, it's not people like just Mer- want to Christopher McQuarrie uses Tom Cruise in almost every one of his movies. I mean, mm. you know, like the director knows what would be best in his product and yeah. casting his friends over and over again. If he knows what's going to be best, then he knows. And look at his like, history of all this stuff you know like it, he knows what he's doing he has and a proven so track his friends mm-hmm. so i love oh, it. I, I hate that everyone complains about that because I, at the end of the day it really doesn't matter yeah so hey i'm glad we had kenny on for this yeah. episode and not the movie or the tv the fall tv slate preview yeah <laughs> i was at that list it's gonna be a a hefty one. We did an Emmys uh, lift or a list. About oh yeah. That. Oh my god. <laughs> we only got to maybe 
10 to 12 of the nomin you know, the actual list. There's so many on there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this will be, uh, that's gonna be a fun little episode. I always love doing these kind of list episodes because we usually we try to do news with the writer's strike, man. It's been impossible. So we have to add a little more creativity. And I think we did a great job with today's episode. Kenny. Hey, yeah. ladies and gentlemen out there who are listening today, we like to thank Kenny for joining the Fab Universe, uh, mm-hmm. the Filmaholics Entertainment Podcast Universe, part of the Entourage now. Um, yeah. We'd love to keep having you going forward. You can always join us whenever. We'd love to have you on next week too if you're available. Um, and uh, But yeah, next week we got the TV film preview. I think we should do the review of Fast X for that thing, for you, Boo, <laughs> as well as hopefully do a, a review of Interstellar from Boo. Yep. <laughs> a little review, a late review with Boo, I feel like, of yep. movies that have been out for years. Um, maybe we do another episode of chat GPT, uh, creating random ass movies together. We did that. We did jaws finding Nemo movie. <laughs> um, that was really fun. Yeah. Um, and then also an inception too, which was really cool too. So hopefully there's a little bit more movie news too, is what we can dive into. But I think, you know, again, the universe is growing. The fat nation is growing and we just appreciate everyone who's been listening around the world. So we're signing off. Great to have you guys as part of this, and uh, we'll see you guys next episode. Episode 10, the big yeah. two, two numbers, baby. Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk? Two Keep digits, checking out yeah. our sh- – yep, two digits. Follow us on Instagram, <laughs> and also uh, f- uh, check out our uh, digital shorts we're at, or YouTube shorts we're adding. We're also trying to figure out other shit we're adding to, like, um, our Instagram page. So it's all going to keep getting better. We're getting 1% better each episode. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see you all later, and uh, thanks for listening in. See ya. Peace.